Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Juan Williams. I'm Kennedy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, April 22, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Ukraine's leaders hold their resolve, but did Russia's top general show his cards? Maybe it's the first sign we're seeing of Russia's intentions being larger than just this eastern part of Ukraine. It's anybody's guess. And one thing we've learned from Vladimir Putin is he's very unpredictable. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The world has come to know Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky, his face, his voice, even old video clips of when, as a celebrated Ukrainian actor, he had a sitcom about, of all things, being Ukraine's accidental president. But he's not the lone person running the government or the military. Ukraine's chief of staff is giving Fox News an exclusive look at how they are managing and what they need. When we sat down at the presidential compound with chief of staff Andrei Yermak, it was going to be maybe five to ten minutes. It went over 30 minutes. Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins talks to us from Kiev. He tells us about his exclusive interview, which will be seen on the Fox News channel. And he also tells us about a Russian general's loose lips. He was opening up about everything, about the weapons he needs, about the sanctions, and I'll get to that in a minute. But one of the most interesting things he told me was that he saw in President Zelensky, Vladimir Zelensky, a different new kind of leader years ago, three years ago to be specific. And he said, I wanted to get on board with that guy because while he is an actor, he is a real leader. And as the world now has seen what he saw three years ago, he has united the world in his leadership. And he recalled for me on camera specifically the fact that when the war invasion was imminent and everybody was telling him to leave, he told Yermak, who is his closest advisor, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here to show the Ukrainian people what strength and character and courage looks like. And not only did he do that, every single night for 58 days now of this invasion, he has gone on nightly and addressed the Ukrainian people. It is truly the, the greatest uh, act of courage and defiance we've seen in a world leader in my lifetime, and I'm 51 years old. It's just undeniably something that is unique in this moment in history. And to have his right-hand guy, Andrew Yermak, tell me about that, it really was was fascinating. Now, as the you know conversation, the content of the conversation was talking about you know the latest. He believes very much that they'll not only be able to stop this new offensive in the eastern Donbass, 
that is obviously kicked off already as the Russians are continuing to shell and the fighting is getting very heavy over there. He's definitely confident they'll be able to stop the resistance, uh, stop the, the invasion, as they did when they resisted the attack on, on the capital here in Kiev, where I am. But he believes that they will win. And he is asking the pace of weapons, heavy weapons, to increase to get into Ukraine so they can get them out to the Eastern Front faster. Obviously, we just had this new uh, second $800 million military aid package, which includes things like these 72 uh, heavy uh, howitzer artillery weapons and, and the like, and these ghost drones that can uh, attack tanks. But the reality is time is of the essence, and they can't get them fast enough. What he really wanted to stress, though, is that while the weapons are coming in a more uh, consistent fashion, not only does he want them faster, he wants sanctions to have real teeth. And he says what is happening now with the sanctions is not enough, that he's got to do things like get a complete uh, block of Russian energy, oil and gas from energy, particularly European countries, specifically Germany. And he wants to have the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin's government, to be designated as a state sponsor of terror. And he says until that happens, this war will continue. His people, men, women, and children, innocent civilians, are going to continue to die. It's really astonishing to me how the Ukrainians have stepped up to to fight. Uh, they have not asked the United States for soldiers. They've asked for weapons. They've asked for money. They've asked for sanctions. They've asked for legal help. They have not asked for boots on the ground. In fact, they're quite they're quite ready to say, we don't want your soldiers here. We'll do the fighting. We just need your help. This seems to be almost, I want to say, cultural with them. They're very proud of this, are, are they not? They're very proud. I mean, listen, this is a country at war that is entirely united behind President Zelensky. I've had so many conversations with Ukrainians that I meet, from our hotel staff to our fixers to just people that I talked to in the streets of both Lviv on the west side when I was there and now out here in Kiev in the capital. And I love just in a conversational way ask them, hey, what do you think of Zelensky? Did you vote for him? And at least half of them did not. And many of them didn't really take him seriously. And now you see from the early days before the invasion of you know, people coming together and making Molotov cocktails to where we stand now. And that is in the wake in Orthodox Easter is this Sunday. It's a very somber and difficult Easter for the Ukrainian people because of the atrocities we've seen. I saw firsthand the bodies being pulled out of a mass grave in Bucha and in Borodyanka, the devastation. And now, as we are all seeing through satellite images, the absolute uh, destruction of that southern seaport of Mariupol, you see the Ukrainian people not only mourning, but now as they head towards 60 days of this war, more strengthened, really galvanized against these atrocities and wanting to fight. And one of the most interesting things that I've been told as I interview so many of the lawmakers here, one specific member of parliament uh, uh, Alexander Goncharenko, he's the member of parliament from the Odessa area. He said, listen, we will find out who these Russian soldiers are, just like the world spent years hunting down the Nazis that carried out atrocities in World War II. We will find out. It doesn't matter how long it takes. We will find out 
who those Russian soldiers are that perpetrated these war crimes, and we will hold them accountable. And so they're determined not only to repel this Russian invasion, but also to see that justice is ultimately done. The amount of defiance and the amount of unity in this country is something to marvel at. We've been speaking with Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins, who is reporting from Kiev on the Fox News rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Griff straight ahead. And yet still, the Russians have not been deterred fully. They've been certainly held back. Uh, There has been a change of military leadership uh, on the Russian side. They are certainly continuing their offensive. Uh, They are once again concentrating on the eastern uh, flank of, uh, of Ukraine and possibly I would suspect wanting to make a, a, a big moves along the south. They, they're now claiming that they have conquered Mariupol. Uh, one would have to think they want to take Odessa and control uh, Ukraine's access to the sea, because that would mean Ukraine mm-hmm. Ukraine cannot export its its uh, its goods, mainly its wheat, which is what props up its economy. Um, so, a, a Russian general, however, recently might have had a, a momentary lapse in judgment and let something slip about their future plans. Uh, and, and named yet another country, a, a non-NATO country, which is very important, uh, but a, another country nonetheless. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So that country is Moldova, and they have a serious case of heartburn right now because of what this Russian general mentioned. But first, let me just back up, if I can, for two two seconds, sure. Evan, because what you're talking about in terms of this next phase, and again, what we've learned from this phase comes from a Russian general who is saying the next phase will focus on the eastern Donbass and we will control the south, and he wants a path to Transnistria, which is a small Russian-controlled uh, area inside the country of Moldova. I'll explain that in a second. But that fight down there in the south and the fact that the Russians are making it known that they want to control the South is new and not a surprise, but now for we have it for the first time confirmed because they are looking at Mariupol, which we believe could possibly fall soon. The holdouts inside that Azov Steel plant are the only remaining defenders of Mariupol. I've been speaking for the last several days directly to the commander of the 36th Marine Brigade there, uh, Major Volnia, and, yeah, I was not able to reach him today. So that's concerning to me. It doesn't tell us anything. It just can't reach him. The situation is getting dire there. But the neighboring southern cities, particularly Mikolaev, which has been absolutely pounded every day for the last couple of weeks, is on the path towards Odessa. Odessa is not being attacked uh, as much, but Mikolaev is thinking, they're wondering there, the mayor there, who I spoke to yesterday, is wondering, are we next? And it's been quite something that the mayor there, a guy named Alex Sinkavich, told me that he is telling all of his residents, get out now, because we don't know that the Russians won't lock in and zero in on us. But the big question is how they pull it off, because from the beginning, the Russian forces have had logistical and morale issues. And so should Mariupol fall, you would logically move some of those battalion tactical groups out of Mariupol up into the northern, uh, move them north up into the eastern Donbass region to join the fight there. Or maybe they're strong enough to focus and come western along that sea, uh, southern sea coast and try and push into places like Mikolaev. That's a big question mark, and we'll know the answer to that here, I think, in the very 
uh, near future. But the part of that statement from that Russian general that really put Moldova on red alert notice was that he said he wants this uh, pathway straight to the Transnistria Russian-controlled region, a tiny little region in the tiny country of Moldova. And it would theoretically, if you look at it linearly, it would run through Odessa. But that's a concern because Moldova, which is already overrun with Ukrainian refugees trying to figure out what they're going to do with the, the number of people there, they don't really have a way to defend themselves from a Russian attack. And should the southern coastline, which could would have to include Odessa if you own the entire access, uh, Russian control of the entire access of the Black Sea, they could then come and launch uh, attacks on Moldova there. So maybe it's the first sign we're seeing of Russia's intentions being larger than just this eastern part of Ukraine. It's uh, anybody's guess. And one thing we've learned from Vladimir Putin is he's very unpredictable. And you bring up some uh, a really great point about Transnistria. A lot of people don't know that there are some spots in Europe that are Russian-controlled, but they are not uh, contiguous with uh, the main Russian state. Moldova is famously neutral. It's it's built into its constitution that it won't have any uh, place in NATO or any other type of, of military alliance with any other nation. But uh, as you said, they are uh, probably now beginning to figure out how to get themselves on alert. Uh, and recognize that their neutrality isn't isn't going to be uh, recognized by Russia. Just as an observation, um, you know, the criticism from Ukrainian officials is that uh, the world sat by and watched Russia attack Georgia in 2008. Watched Russia attack the take the Crimean, annex the Crimean uh, Peninsula in 2014 and did nothing and that now what we're witnessing is a true battle for freedom a true battle between democracies and a powerful autocrat in vladimir putin and you're looking at at moldova thinking well you know i don't know it's moldova they're kind of neutral but at the same time the criticisms uh, uh, Ukrainian criticism of the West and of NATO and the UN specifically having this UN Security Council, which has not been able to repel this so far with Russia, a permanent member of that council, the Ukrainian officials are saying we need something new. The UN Security Council in and of itself is ineffective. Something else needs to be in its place. Uh, one Ukrainian uh, official writing in the Wall Street Journal today that this is like the history of the League of Nations, which failed, now too has the UN Security Council failed. And I think that criticism starts to have some real uh, teeth if indeed Russia expands beyond Ukraine and that eastern part of the country into a place like Moldova, because then what what Western democracy-aligned country would be safe uh, at that point uh, in, the, in in Eastern Europe, and, and the answer is really uh, open-ended. Griff Jenkins, Fox News correspondent in Kiev. Thank you for being with us yet again on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Thanks, Evan. It's always great to be with you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. In these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.